I had a full load in there, man. A full man load in my briefs. I couldn't go back to sleep. Like right. a water balloon exploded in my pants full of pudding. I, I couldn't go back to sleep. Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Save It For The Show with Dan and Eddie. This is episode 213 of your favorite comedy podcast where every week, not Eddie this week, (laughs) and I sit down, we make each other laugh, we make you laugh. Yes, it's true. Literally 20 minutes before the show, Eddie had a family emergency. One of his daughters shoved something up her nose and he had to take her to the emergency room. And, And here we are. So what did I do? I picked up the bat phone, I called my main man, Mike Bodge, and here he is. What's up, Mike? What's up, dude? Um, I'm just going to like hang back this episode and, and, and like let you be the man because like I don't want anyone to be angry at me. I don't want like English Paul to call me a wanker or a dude from, <laughs> Ro- from Roanoke to hit me with a hammer or anything. So I'm just going let, let to you, let you be the man and do your thing, and I'm just going to be like, ho, ho, ho. Oh damn! You're just like uh, just no. You're on the show, Mike. You've, I think you've been on the show now more than any other guest. You're officially like the third Beatle of the show. Oh, I like that. That's great. So don't worry about either Paul English or Roanoke. They're not going to take <laughs> you out. Don't worry. Well, and so, the, and I told my wife. I said, "Look, babe, I got to do a show. You know, do you want to be on?" And she said, "Oh my God, no! Like I'm terrible. I hate my voice. I can't be on." And I said, fine, I'm going to call Mike, see if I, he can get you out of it. And sure enough, thanks for, for taking one for the team, for both of you. My wife owes you one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here we are. So yeah, uh, Eddie, you're in our thoughts and prayers. I hope everything is okay with your kid. Nobody wants to go to the emergency room at 9.30 p.m. on a Wednesday night. That's just That's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Oh, she's two years old. You know, she should be sleeping, not at the emergency room, potentially getting something ripped out of her nose. I mean, I don't even know. What do they do? Like use pliers to pull that thing out? The poor kid. She may have to get her nose removed. Did did she like, did he give you the lowdown? Like, like how did that all happen? No, I think I'm only getting bits and pieces from text from Nicole's sister, his wife. And I guess she just shoved something up there and maybe breathed it in and now it's just up in her nose piece and we'll see what happens. So, Hey, Ah. she did it for you. Did you have something to do with this? Did you put her up to this (laughs) to get back on the show? I I just, I just, I mean, I'm just saying, sending out my thoughts and prayers to, uh, to Eddie. I hope, I hope, uh, everything pulls through. I I, I do too. I think it will. I think it will. Well, look, okay, fine. So you want to get into this. I can tell you a story that I was going to tell Eddie and you can give me your, thoughts and prayers on this story please do let's hear it something happened to me and this is honest to god true story swear on the show on monday night at midnight i had an honest to god wet dream (laughs) full-blown adult nocturnal emission i don't even remember what that's like and i feel like we're the same age but you're like so much more like year old than me you have way more kids it's true i do but yeah, yeah we are essentially you're 35 too, right? I'm um, turning 35 in December. Okay, close so I'm enough. Young. I'm young. Then. You're such a youngster. Yeah. Gray fox, silver fox. So, yeah, I don't know what happened. And my wife and I were intimate over the weekend, so it wasn't a case of me having a buildup at the dam and the dam right. exploded. You didn't have a loaded pistol, basically. No, the pistol was good. pistol was emptied. And yeah. I don't dream. I'm one of these guys who sadly, to a fault... I know I dream, everyone dreams, but I never remember them. However, right. in this case, I do remember the dream and it was so abstract. It was, I was dreaming about people like having sex, except it was sort of like through a kaleidoscope. You know, there was like tons of, like hundreds Ooh. of mouths, thousands of pussies. It was like the weirdest dream ever. And That's were, like what it was in the 60s. Seriously, yes. That's like what they did, yeah. It was like a, an LSD trip or something, but I I did, and then I, and then I woke up, and I thought, I, I honestly, when I first did this, I thought I was peeing my pants, 
because I don't know, maybe I just had a dream and I just peed the bed. I haven't done that ever. But I thought to myself, oh my God, like my pants are wet. And sure enough, man, I came in my pants, in my jammies, in my boxer briefs. Oh, God. I mean, it was terrible. It was a full... So wait, hold on. I'm more interested in what you did afterwards. Like, did you just go back to sleep or did you, like, did you fix fix the situation? Like, what kind of animal is just going to go back to sleep? Which is... I mean, that's what I did when I was, like, 16. I'd just be like, oh, oh. That seems so uncomfortable. Have to, my, my mom has to clean me. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's exactly. So... Yeah. I had a full load in there, man. A full man load in my briefs. I couldn't go back to sleep. Like right. a water balloon exploded in my pants full of pudding. I, I couldn't go back to sleep. So I really quietly got out of bed because after I came, I was embarrassed. I didn't want to wake up Nicole. And I snuck out of bed and then I went into the bathroom and I bent over to take my pants off and I hit the exhaust. Like the fan, boo. So that came on. I'm like, oh fuck. And then when I went and got new underwear, I kicked my toe and I woke her up. And she's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I came. And I had to come clean. I was like, "Babe, you're never gonna believe this, but I just had a wet dream." And oh she laughed. I feel like that's cheating. Seriously. She wasn't angry. She wasn't mad, of course. She just laughed at me and, and made fun of me. And then she's like, if you talk about this on your show, make sure you mention that we just had sex so people don't think that I was holding out on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's her biggest concern. Right. Her biggest yeah. concern is that I make her seem like a prude or a bitch right. on the show, which she's neither. Which she's oh, neither. my God. Yeah. When was the last time? I don't even remember the last. Dude, I have no idea. I can't even, I can't even like imagine doing that right now. No, I, got I. I don't even know. Yeah, I'm curious to know if anyone listening as a man, if you've ever had, I know there are some high school kids that listen to the show. I used to love having wet dreams when I was a kid because it was like free sex. Mm -hmm. You know, you use your hand, that's you. But when you're having a wet dream, and I think maybe I was rubbing against the bed. Like, I wish I could have seen myself. Like, it's not like my brain made me come, right? I must have been rubbing against the bed. Or what if I was using like a ghost hand to rub my dick? Totally. I mean, like, if you think about the act of, like, let's say, J-O, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you kind of have to pump it out, right? Yeah. You got to, like, it's like a shotgun. Right. You know, the pump pump rifle. You got to work it. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. You must have been doing something. And you know Otherwise, me. it was a soft bust. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it, it, we you all know, know about that, right? We all do that, right, guys? A soft bust? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what that is. What's that? It's when you're completely soft, and then just... I've never done a soft bust. Yeah, right, dude. You do soft bust all the time. <laughs> I've never even heard the term soft bust. <laughs> you know soft bust? I don't even know if that's physically possible. How do you come out of a soft dick? It just comes out. Like on your own? Or when you're all... with your lady and you just... No, like just doing whatever and just goes... Wait, hold on. Hold on. What you mean doing whatever? Like you're grocery shopping? You just blow a load? Yeah, I mean, it sucks because it's like soft, so it's not as like, it's not like, it's more like a. (laughs) I don't know if you're being serious now or not, but the thought of you at Whole Foods in Portland just coming in your diesel jeans is just making me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, soft listeners out there, let us know if you soft bust. All right, fine. Let us know if you soft bust or not. Well, you know, I'm a moist man. I, I never masturbate dry. But so you must have a water bed. You must be like <laughs> get the motion, that motion going. Yeah. Oh boy. I had a neighbor who had a water bed. What kind of high school kid has a water bed? You know what's nuts? When I was a kid, I thought like only rich people had that. Like my neighbor had one, and like they had one kid, so they were like rich, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So like the, the the son had like a water bed, and I was just like, holy shit! Like your parents are loaded. You're right. It did <laughs> you know? give off the notion of being rich and. The thought of being sleeping in a waterbed now sounds insane. Oh my god! Does anyone have a waterbed? Do they even sell those? It sounds so dangerous that? too. Buy that is? I don't think you can. I don't. I mean, that's like a thousand gallons of water just sitting on your second store uh, floor. Like, it's it's preposterous. I know. Like you have to be you have to be sleeping on some like foam from NASA now to 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 feel like you're rich. That's the only way. Isn't like that, not water. 
Isn't that weird too how mattresses are like a thing now where you get these Casper beds or mail order mattresses? Yeah, we got a Casper um, and we sent it back. Well, by sending it back, just some guy from the dump shows up and he just hauls it to the dump. <laughs> really? <laughs> we slept on it for like they have a 100 day guarantee. We slept on it for 99 days and we called them. We're like, we hate this. Thing. Did you really or did you just do that? Yeah. To just fuck with no, them? we did it. No, it was, it was like, I felt like it wasn't, it was. It was a piece of shit. <laughs> it was just really bad. And they were like, oh, but we're coming. Like a lot of people have said this. So we're coming out with like a new top that you can buy. Oh, we'll send Lord. it to you for free. And I was like, no, just get this thing out of here. That's crazy. They don't even donate it to anyone. They just throw it in the in the, uh, in the dump. Man, that's terrible. How many Casper beds are in dumps right now? But the, the profit margin on those things are so high that it doesn't even matter. Yeah. They're like, sure, we'll take it. I guess you're right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, fine. Officially... I had a wet dream. Now I'm a dry guy, apparently, because I can come <laughs> without some sort of lotion or lube. And I'm just moving on with my life. I'm just, I'm not ashamed. Are you, are you scared now? Like every time you go to sleep? Yeah. Like what if it does happen again? What if it happens when I'm business traveling with a woman and we have to share a bed, which happens <laughs> often? Yeah. That's, what if it happens every night? Oh, that'd be a nightmare. It sounds like some kind of like terrible, uh, I don't know, Twilight Zone thing. Right. Like you make like a wish. You never want to sleep again. Right. Something amazing is going to happen to you. You need right. to clean it up. You make a wish. <laughs> like, I want to come every day. And the genie says, okay, wish granted. But yep. the only time he allows you to come is at 11.59 in your sleep every night. Yep. That would be a great, <laughs> it's like an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, exactly. We should pitch that. Call him up. We've got a great idea. Uh, let's let's work on that script. I need to start writing more scripts. I feel like. I know. I know. All right, fine. The other the other thing that I read about that I wanted to talk to you about is I I love Snapchat and I know you do too. Even though I think lately you're you're switching over to Instagram a little bit. I'm migrating slightly. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to decide. I won't hold that against you, but. The one thing that I do like about Snapchat is I am one of these guys that looks at some of the content in the discovery area. And the other day I saw this story where a woman, a cocktail waitress in Las Vegas, which is a pretty hilarious job to have because on one hand, I know as a society, women, I mean, Christ, a woman is very likely going to become a president. However, you go to Vegas and these cocktail waitresses, there is no cocktail men. Just, right. That's just... There's not. Like these, are, these are models. Don't they call themselves models too? Yeah. I mean, they definitely model. Like, you don't work that hard on your body and via working out, dieting, cosmetic surgery, and then just do that. You probably do something else or you're a model or whatever you do. It's, it's a big deal. And mm. this one woman had a boob job, which, gosh, 99% of all of them do. And to celebrate her boob job that she got, she also got her nipples pierced. And then one day at work, her uniform got torn and it ripped out her nipple ring, which is terrible. Well, she got an infection and thought she cleared it up. And then like a month later, she passed out at work because she had such a high fever. Come to find out she had sepsis or something like that in her nipple. She had to get her breast implant removed because it was so infected. So the interesting part of the story, though, is she had strep in her nipple because she got it from her husband who was sucking her boobies when he had strep throat. What is this story, dude? Uh, this no way. Is, yes. <laughs> she had to get her whole... Two bullshit stories from you tonight. All right. I swear <laughs> to God, I had a wet dream. Why would I say... Uh, to seem cool. I don't know. <laughs> with all the you guys know, at school? Hey, hey. You know some locker room talk. Hey, guys. Now, okay, that's locker room talk, guys. I fucking had a wet dream. I came all in. That my... is total locker room talk. But that's self-deprecating, you know. I didn't have a wet dream next to Cindy Crawford. But this other story, I swear, is true. This woman had to get her boob removed because her husband sucked her titties when he had strep throat and gave her an infection in her boob. That's crazy, dude. I don't know. What? Yes. It's Whoa. crazy. Whoa. I thought the listeners would appreciate that. So that's just a cautionary tale for any people out there. FYI. Watch out. Yeah. Do you do the tooth fairy with your lovely two-year-old daughter? Or three? We're not there yet. We're not there yet. 
Oh, you're right. Of course not. You don't lose teeth that young. That'd be terrible. That would be sad and weird. Mm -hmm. Well, I do with my eight-year-old son, and the other day... Is that old for that, or is that, like, I don't don't know how, like, old, like, at that age, what anything happens, what happens. That's what I'm trying to figure out, because my kids are also, I think eight is right on the cusp, because he's Mm -hmm. trying to figure stuff out, you know? He's asking questions about the Easter Bunny. He doesn't really ask questions about Santa, and I'm not sure what the age is for when Santa needs to become real. But with the Tooth Fairy, he put his little tooth in a Ziploc bag, and he wrote a bunch of questions on the Ziploc bag. And he's been doing this for years, except this year, guess what he wrote on the bag? What did he write? Hello, Mom and Dad. Fucker. That piece of shit. Spoiler alert, you probably saw that on my you saw that on my Snapchat. I was just going along with it. I was trying to like be a good co host. You like, did a good job. Right there, like No way, Dan. What did he say? <laughs> you did a good job. But it's true. He called my wife and I out and I just completely ignored it. I put two dollars in the Ziploc bag, kind of assuming this would be the last time I ever got to do that but i don't to me that's not one of these precious things that we do in my family like i think a lot of families they make a big deal about it they put i don't know toys or tricks and whatever it's never been that big of a deal huge like obligation like i'm like really like i have to do stupid shit like that yeah who decided that you need to to fool your kids with with that shit don't they have enough like easter bunny and santa and elf on the shelf and the magical turkey Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's you don't need to do that. Maybe it is related. A lot of people feel like, especially in America, we sort of pussified our children. And mm-hmm. anytime our kids feel any amount of pain or discomfort, we have to swoop in with something. So if your child is losing their teeth and you have to kind of get them to pull it out, maybe this is a ploy to know that, hey, you get your tooth out, you get a dollar from a magical <laughs> bean that comes in the house. Right. And takes your tooth and then does Lord knows what with it. What do these tooth fairy do with your disgusting, bloody teeth? Oh, God. And then, you know, like kids' teeth are just like these tiny little like pieces of shit, too. They're <laughs> not like the nice, cool ones that have like the sweet roots. No. You know, like one, like when you picture a tooth, like that nice tooth shape. Right. Just like, like shards. They're terrible. Yeah. They're pieces of shit. And then you have to get rid of it. Like, so a lot of times I just wrap it in toilet paper and I flush it down the toilet. <laughs> he can't find it in the trash. What am I going to do? Put eat it? Put it in a condom and tie it in a knot. Exactly. I'd rather him find a used condom or my cummy <laughs> boxers. Can you imagine? We found that. What, a, a used condom? No, a condom with a tooth in it. With a tie in, <laughs> tie in our... <laughs> And then he untied it and found the tooth. Yeah. What um, is this? Oh. Put me in jail if that ever happens. That's a messed up thought. It is. Well, look, Mike, I don't want to take up your entire night. And you've been so gracious to do the show. So why don't we do a couple questions and then I'll let you get out of here. Oh, wait a second. You, do you want to talk about this thing? You told me you had a crazy night. Um, I mean, my day is just like, let me, let me figure out the the fastest way to tell this story. Okay. You said the Um, cops have been to your house twice. Twice today. Well, this guy has been living in his SUV outside of our house for like a week. Why your house? He just, he, his car doesn't work and he was parked like a couple blocks up the street and like we're on kind of like a little bit of an incline. So he pushed his car like three blocks down the street and it eventually just bottomed out next to, next to our house. Oh God. So this happened when I was in LA and I was just like, Okay, like told my wife, like just don't go anywhere near him. Like just let him be. Wait a second. And he's like, your poor wife his... is home alone. You're not there, and there's a essentially a homeless person living out in front of your house in a car. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy. I know. I mean, you know, Portland has like issues, right, mm. with homeless people. So, but and so the thing is that no one wants to do anything. People are like, well, let's let them be. You know, they're they're humans too. Which yes, of course, of course, sure. but like. They just pass the buck and just let these people like invade everyone's, you know, property and all that stuff. And maybe a homeless person with a car is a bit of a higher level of a homeless person. This isn't someone who lives on the street, but this oh, person yeah. is still this probably car is fully tinted, fully tinted SUV with rims. <laughs> it's like a 2015 okay. Escalade. It's a uh, Ford Expedition. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, but it's missing one window and has like a, a blue tarp over it. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
so like all my neighbors are agitated all that stuff you know like we're all just like what the fuck what do we do so my neighbor and i uh this morning he he who looks like he looks exactly like me and he has the same dog as me so we like march over with our little boston terriers right Right. it's like two skinny like douche douche guys and like we're like banging on his window right like we just want to talk to him like i want my first instinct is to be like like get the fuck out of here you need to get out of here but right we were, like i'm like okay i'm gonna be like what's the game plan well we were like let's just tell him hey listen you've been parked here for a while the neighbors are concerned we just we just want you to to move on you know just mm-hmm. just 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 hit the road and uh we don't want any trouble with you you don't want any trouble with us let's just you know right let's just do this Right, like there's a there's a limit to how long he can be in a neighborhood before they call the police, and that limit right, is like, up. You need to move on. End of story. So yeah, give us an ETA when we can expect your dumb ass out of here. Exactly, exactly. So we were like, we're like banging on his windows. He's not answering. So my neighbor, <laughs> he's not like, answer. He's in the car. Yeah. Like, do you see him he's in, in the, the car? car? <laughs> no, he's like fully tinted, like mirror tints. Okay, is, is that legal in Portland? I don't think so. I mean, his register, like his license, uh, uh, like the registration is like a year lapsed, you know, right. It's like 2015 or something. And so anyway, so my neighbor like lifts up the blue tarp that's covering one of the windows. He sees him in there and he's like, Hey, Hey buddy. And then he like looks over a little bit to the left and there's a, an ax and a baseball bat. Okay. Like a, a rusty ax. And this guy is just knocked out. So he's like, buddy, buddy. And then, like, he, he, like, grabs him and, like, shakes him, and the guy doesn't move at all. Oh, jeez. And so we're just, so he just pulls his arm out, and he's like, oh, my God. Like, holy shit. Like, uh, okay, we, like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I'm like okay, let's, let's, uh, let's, you know, let's regroup here. Let's wait until, like, maybe he wakes up, or, like, maybe should we call the cops? I don't know. I, I bet the entire time, did you want to Snapchat this? Were you like, holy shit, this is great. Yeah, this is gold. This is, like, content gold. Oh, I would love to have seen this. Oh my god! So so, like he he walks off, walks his dog. I go go into my yard. Like we have like a fence that's separating our our like you know our property from from his house from mm-hmm. his house, which is his car. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I see him get out of the car, and he's just screaming, "What the fuck? Who's bothering me? What the fuck?" He like like just comes out, and I'm like, "Hey, dude, what's up?" So yeah, that was me and the and you know the neighbor. We were. We just want to talk to you. He's like, he's like, I'm not bothering anyone. I'm like, you're not. Totally not. Just move along. And he's just like, and he just starts swearing at me and calling me an asshole, mm-hmm. uh, calling me a racist, and like all this shit. And I'm just like, I'm like, dude, I just want you to move on. Like, I have my kid here, and she's asking me why there's someone living in the car in front of her house. Right. You know, like, was I he drunk or something, or just on drugs? You think? Well, that's that's coming Phase up. Phase two. So, okay. Spoiler so, alert. Sorry. Yeah, so this, I know this is a long story. This but, is good. I'm into it. Okay, so so I'm like I'm like, listen, I just want you to move on. He's like, okay, fine. Help me push my car in front of your neighbor's house. <laughs> one house. <laughs> like, yeah, put up one house. I'm like, dude, I'm not pass. I'm not like you know putting you in front of my neighbor's house because you're still here, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, my neighbor's gonna be like, oh, there's my neighbor pushing a homeless person in front of my house. Right. <laughs> I'll push you like a block away, maybe two blocks. Well, I was like, I was like, listen, I will call a tow truck right now, and I'll tell the tow truck that to to tow your car anywhere in the city that you want. Okay. Nice. And I'll pay for the whole thing, and I'm just, I just want you to get out of here. And he's like, really? Okay. Very that's all you had. That's all you had to say. I'm like, great. So I I Google the phone number, and I call them, and they'll be like, cool. We'll be there in 30 minutes. So I told the guy, I'm going to be there. And they're going to be here in 30 minutes. And I'm going to tow your car. He's like, great. He's like, in the meantime, can you leave me the fuck alone? <laughs> oh, great. And I was like, fine with me. So, right, so I, I go back into my house. Right. And, Sorry and, I'm uh, doing you a favor, dickhead. Yeah. So then he goes over to my neighbor's house, the guy that like shook his, his leg mm-hmm. and like bangs on his door. And is like, I want to fucking fight you. Oh, don't you ever reach into my car? You know, like going crazy. <sighs> So the cops come and this guy takes off, right? Because he has warrants for arrest. Um, I'm sure so your cop- neighbor called the police or anybody who who heard this. Yeah, my neighbor this. called the police. Right. So he's like, so the whole deal is off. Like to, the, tow, the tow truck comes 
and that they can't tow his car because he's not there. So then the cop is takes out a, a measuring tape and he found that he's parked he's parked like twenty inches from the curb instead of like twelve. So he's like, Oh, parking violation. All right, I'm gonna tow him his ass to impound. Oh jeez. So they tow his car away. The guy the guy comes back and just goes absolutely mental, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. You know? He says that he's gonna make it so I want that I I move. He's gonna do something that makes me want to move. Oh. And like I ruined his life, and the only way that I can fix his life is if I get his car out of impound, pay to have it towed somewhere, to an auto body shop, fix his car that doesn't run, pay all the the the, the bills for the car, help him get his license back, and re-register his car. Wait a second, hold on. So this this all happened today. You're out in front yeah. of your house having this conversation with this man where he's laying out these terms, like, threatening yeah. you? Yeah, exactly. Jesus so Christ. I, I called the cops again. There was, like, a natural gas explosion in Portland today. So the cops, it took them an hour and 15 minutes to come. Wow. But the 911 operator was, like, which took them four minutes to pick up. They were, like, uh, just lock yourself in your car and we'll be there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the guy takes off, and then uh, he, you know, basically, lo- like, long story short, um, like, he gives me the sob-, sob story. I actually feel bad because I was, like, he, lo- he, just, he lost his house. Mm. Like, he can't get the, he has no money to get out of impound. Yeah. So he uh, is basically fucked. He has no house. He has no place to sleep tonight. Damn. Yeah. So I, I made a homeless person, like, more homeless. It's not your fault. I know it's not my fault. So I, I, uh, like, yeah. Basically, I gave him the money to get it out of the impound. I gave him 150 bucks. Nice. Which made us whole. I'm like, we're whole, right? We're cool. Like, mm. you're not going to do anything crazy. He's like, totally. I'm, I'm so thankful. So he can get it out of impound, but not out of the towing place. But to get it out of impound, he needs to go to the police station, and he has parole violations. So they're going to arrest him when he tries to get his car. Uh, so he's going to jail to get his car. And by the time he gets out, he has to pay like every day, like more money to when his car is sitting in the impound. So he's, he's never getting his car. Oh you know? God. Or and when it... I gave him the money, he was completely cracked out on drugs. No. Yeah. He was destroyed. It was like, but I feel good. It you only know? cost me, cost me 150 bucks to feel good about the situation. And, and yeah, don't be, I bet your wife is scared, but he's gone. He's going to be locked up in the system for months and forget where you even lived by oh, the yeah. time he gets out. And we're leaving the country for, for a couple of weeks. So like he can come in and like bang on my door and there's like nobody here. So <laughs> we're, it's, it might, it might work out or we might come back to like a burnt down house. Well, you got insurance. Be we right. got insurance. So there's not much he can do. So. Damn. That's crazy. Well, it's. Um, that was a long story. Sorry. I was, that, yeah. But. It was compelling though. Rich. Oh. I, I was into it. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> no problem. I <laughs> hope he doesn't listen to this. He might. Sure. I'm sure he's in the podcast. He has like a phone that the government gave him that can receive calls, but can't make them. Does it, could he leave us a review on iTunes? I don't know if he can get on iTunes. It was like a, it was like an iPhone shaped phone, but it definitely wasn't an iPhone. I don't know. I've like never seen it before. Damn. That's hardcore. All right, yeah, well. it was, yeah. So I've had like twenty beers to, to cope with this. Yeah, I don't blame you, my friend. I'm feeling, I'm feeling more numb to to what happened. So the 150 bucks though bought me bought my conscious back. Yeah, no. I felt like you know, I helped him a, a bit. You did. But it's his own fucking fault. You did. Well, look, you're a good Samaritan, and let's answer some questions. Let's what do, do that. What do you say? On a lighter note. On a lighter note, let's do some questions. <laughs> Yeah. You got questions? Got questions? Got questions? We got answers. We got answers. All right. So if anyone at home has questions, savertheshow.com slash contact. You can be anonymous. You can send us a voicemail. You can tweet at us at SIFT show, whatever you want. Here's a question I need your advice. I'm a chick, and my female friend wants me to dress up for Halloween with her as Cheech and Chong, but I'm worried it's racially insensitive. We wouldn't do anything stupid like putting on brown face, but we dress like them and wear fake facial hair. Is this offensive? So, no. 
Like, not on any level is this offensive. What do you think? I don't think people know that Cheech and Chong are, are Asian. They're not. Right? They're Mexican. <laughs> no, Tommy Chong. Wait a second. Wait. Cheech, Cheech Marin yeah. and Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong is, is I guess, Chinese. Whoa. And Cheech Marin is, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they're both. They're both American first and foremost, obviously, but uh, I just because they're minorities doesn't mean you can't dress up like them unless you're making fun of the minority, right? Right, but I don't think I ever considered Tommy Chong as Asian. I guess I just always assumed they both were Hispanic. Well, maybe <laughs> that's, I mean, that's racist, maybe. You yeah. thought that they smoked so much weed that something was up with their eyes or something? Is that what you're trying to say, Dan? No, you're completely right. His dad, Stanley Chong, a Chinese truck driver who immigrated to Canada from China. Oh, there what? you go. I, look, fine. So what does that mean? Like, And even she said, we're not going to wear brown face, which that would just be stupid. And mm. I mean, are they going to be a sexy Cheech and Chong is the question. Are they just gonna look like hippie? Like, what? How do you dress up like Cheech and Chong, where people would recognize that you just look Joints. like you're a, sto- you're a stoner? Would you just look like a stoner? Well, and I think unless you're talking about people our age and younger, they don't have a an idea of really what like the classic symbolic Cheech and Chong outfit is. Somebody mm-hmm. who's fifty might, when Cheech and Chong were really popular in the seventies and eighties and whatever. But you're right. Like I thought it'd be fun to go as Pablo Escobar in Narcos. Right. Have, you, have you watched Narcos? Oh, of course. Yeah, definitely. I'm like halfway through season two, and I was going to get like a nautical sweatshirt <laughs> and like a, a collared shirt, like a paunch belly, and I would just walk around and just like kind of bite my underlip and you know slap people's faces and have like you know coke under my nose. I would just look like a fat guy pretending to be a coked out Mexican. To most right. people. Exactly. Nobody would you know. You have an upside down U lip. Like the, your mouth has to turn into an upside down U. Just like. And then you have, Yeah. And I wanted Nicole, my wife, to go as Tata. Dude, by the way, mm-hmm. how, how nice is Tata? She's something absolutely gorgeous. Her. Something about her. She's so hot in the show. She's so pure compared to Escobar's craziness. Yeah. It, it's a great show. But yeah, I thought... I could do this. It would be a hilarious costume, and one out of a hundred people would get that I was him, and everyone else would think I was just a racist weirdo, actually with cocaine under my nose. Right. Well, like, is that is he bad enough where you, it's like dressing up as as Hitler almost to some people? I guess you're right. You know I mean? Like, you, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you might, like Colombians are really pissed off about that show. Yeah, I because it does sort of glamorize him. And villain vilify him too, so because yeah. the show you're like half the, yeah half the time you think wow he's the man, right? Like he's yeah. like a Tony Soprano. Any any I mean here's another show again with like a flawed lead man who you kind of root for but you also kind of hate because he's also a piece of shit. Yep. Just like Walter White, Soprano, Don Draper, they're all essentially the same person. Yeah. Right? Anyhow, back to the question. No. Go as Cheech and Chong. Have your not huge just, joints. It's not offensive. You know, be a sexy Cheech and Chong, maybe. But don't worry about it. I think it would be racist if they did, like, a really exaggerated, like, accent. Yeah, that's true. Just just look like them. Right. That's what you... Yeah, don't put on, like, a, hey, what's up, bro? Like, don't do that. That would be... Hey. Yeah, exactly. Racist. Okay. Here's another question. You lost me today when you were talking about a 10-year-old's box. You went too far, even for comedy. Otherwise, the show is decent. You and Eddie are at the top of your game. <laughs> so, okay. Last week's show, I didn't write a joke about making a poor... Did you listen to last week's show, Mike? I did, and I'll, I'll tell you that when I heard that, I was like, ooh, wow. Dan just like... You just opened, like you just went through a, a new wall. Did you know? I really? Yeah, I was like, Ugh. I didn't mean to. And, I, and I, I wanted to read this question because I just hope people don't think that Eddie and I premeditate 
a joke like that. Like it really was an accident. And then we kind of played with it for a minute and then moved on. So mm. if anyone was offended, sorry, I didn't you, mean you played that. with that. You played with the, you played with the box. <laughs> exactly. See, it happens. All right. Now you're the yeah. pervert. No, um, I, I do like that. This person said, otherwise the show is decent, but we're at the top of our game. So yeah, exactly. So only when you're at the top of your game, decent <laughs> shows. Okay. Uh, he right. goes on to say, a few shows back, you asked if there were any listeners that were Trump supporters. I was. I would hardcore, nonstop preach to my friends why he'd be great for America. But when I heard the tape of Trump and Billy Bush, I quickly changed. I have four sisters, and I don't want anyone grabbing them by the pussy. So I don't think really? this guy's alone. It took that. It took that to. Uh... I know. Hey, no, no judgment here, but anyone who's like undecided or switching their vote right now, like, right. where have you been? I don't know. I know. It's crazy. I, I don't want to, I know we bash Trump all the time and it's so easy to, and, and I get it. Like I get why people liked him at first, burn the whole thing down. Let's start from totally, scratch. Totally. Totally. He's not the guy to do that though. Like it, it, if there was another guy who wanted to really mix it up and get crazy, I mean, I think that's why everyone liked Bernie on the other side. That's exactly, I, I, I actually feel like sick having to always like defend Hillary because like in a lot of ways, she's she's indefensible, right? And it's like how much of her like I, I've I've compared it like do you want to like drink pee or or eat poop, right? It's like you're obviously gonna drink pee, but man, drinking pee sucks. I'm coming around on her a little bit after all these debates. Like I kind of think it's a little <laughs> bit of what America. It's not going to be the worst thing in the world for us to have some oh, tough, totally, strong totally. gal like but, her just kicking. But ass. she's she's definitely a flawed candidate and just. Oh, yeah. She's Just a politician. Crooked Hillary. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> it permeated. Yes. I mean, she <laughs> plays the game. It, you know what's funny about America? We love House of Cards and shows mm -hmm. like that where people manipulate the system, which she clearly has done. But, you know, she's a crook for doing that sort of stuff. Right. Um, whoops. Anyhow, yeah. I'm glad he came around. Trump is a weirdo. And I, I don't think he's going to win. What do you think at this point? Oh, it's, it's not even going to be close. And he's not going to concede, and it's going to be this whole thing. Yeah. And he's just going to look like a fool. I mean, he's he's courting, like, he's trying to get this audience built up that are, like, the worst people. Right. You Fickle know, people, too. They're going to turn on him. Oh, totally. I mean, they're just, you know, he's telling, he's, like, found a, a group that will listen to what he says, and then mm -hmm. he's going to try to sell, sell shit to them, basically. Right. Like, literally sell shit to them. Yeah. Like, Stakes. Okay. Stakes and shitty diplomas. Hats. <laughs> diplomas and get rich quick schemes and right. TV networks and whatever. So See, even the hats look like shit. Like he couldn't the hats that he our podcast makes are cooler than his hats. He does not care at all about design or like no. like his propaganda machine. If he had like if he had like an ounce of like Hillary's team, like there's no one with any talent will work for him. Like he just and also he just doesn't care. He has no taste. Right. Like look at his like gold house. I, I feel the guy in the gold house is what people people on Main Street think can can relate to him. He literally has a gold house. Right. <laughs> and you're right. Nobody wants to work with him. A, a few years ago, when there was a presidential election, one of the candidates who was Republican, a friend of mine, just because it was a job, worked with him, and she told me she's like, I can't get anyone to work on his website. Like not one person that i respect and that it's going to do a good job like a real designer i mean that's what mike does for a living too is design and the internet and stuff like that but listen i mean there's enough people with a paycheck but it, it's funny to think and that's why a lot of his stuff just looks like shit just oh looks my god like shit but he has like these certain things that he does like whenever he writes poll numbers and like he writes crooked he writes hillary's name it's always like tilted at like 20 degrees like it says crooked <laughs> Right, like, and it's like you know that someone thought that, and he was like, "I love that, love it, perfect." This guy <laughs> knows what's up. Yeah, always write her name uh, tilted yeah. at twenty degrees. All right, let's do one more question, then we'll call it a night. Sure. My name is Johnny. I'm 16, black from Oakland, California. I discovered your podcast through the Dead Inside Show, and I've been listening to old episodes of Sif Show, and have heard people say you're as funny as Howard Stern. Pause. Oh. This guy. You've heard people say that? Wow. I don't know where he hangs out. You know, other 16 year olds in Oakland. I want to go there too, to that soda shop or wherever he's hanging out. I'm not too familiar with that guy, but your show is as funny 
if not more funny than most comedy podcasts I've listened to. Dan and Eddie, good solid work. By the way, PGW is a great tagline. So a little wow. bit of a kudos email I had to read. Just had to do it. Oh, he doesn't know much about Howard Stern, which means you're like the new generation Howard Stern. Yeah, to a 16-year-old. I feel like that's it. Wow. And that kind of gave me pause to think that someone that young is listening to the show, but just got to keep doing what we're doing, right? But think about yourself that age, like hearing like dirty words and like my dad used to play like Andrew Dice Clay tapes. Yeah. And to me, like overhearing that was like the craziest shit. Like I felt like, you know, so adult. Right. Like, God, you know, like watching like a rated R movie, like a horror movie. Yeah. It was just crazy. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, Andrew Dice Clay's good, yeah, with his, like, leather jacket and, like, Little Miss Muffet. And you exactly, heard that. that exact tape. Like, Jack, be nimble, Jack, be quick. Oh! Oh, yeah. So I'm Andrew Dice Clay, essentially, or <laughs> a 16-year-old exactly. in Oaktown. A sweeter uh, jacket. Yeah, I do. Ay, ay, ay. All right, well, look, it's the end of the show, and you've hung out. Do you have a real treat that we can share with everybody. Let's 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 play the real treat theme song first. It's that time again. Come on. If it's Bailey's in your coffee on this beating your meat. Come on, Dan and Eddie, tell me what's a real treat. Alright, my man. So it's your turn this week. Mike, what's your real treat this week? Ah, uh, dude, you know what? I was gonna say my trip, but my real treat is just talking to you my dear friend stop on this podcast That's, really well, it's just been such an honor it's really made my day it's put it's the cherry on top of like the shittiest day ever where i made a man homeless <laughs> like i think before the show started you and i talked for like 10 minutes about work and stuff like that we yeah. should do that more often i enjoyed that maybe that should be your real truth it should be like why why can't two grown middle-aged nearly middle-aged men just gab on the phone for 20 minutes once a week. Ladies do that all the time. You know, bats an eye at it. I know. Can you imagine if your wife worked in like advertising or something and you could like talk to her and she would understand what you're talking about? That'd be terrible. Right. Like as far as like, yeah. you know, oh, agency stuff and blah, 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 blah. Right. I don't want to have that relationship. You can be her. my like work wife. I like that. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do a standing four hour call every <laughs> Wednesday night. Yeah. Stop! Stop doing the show. We'll just uh, we'll just <laughs> chat on Skype. We'll do video though, so I can see you. Ooh, I like that. Well, I need to come to Portland and hang out, and we can go to a strip club or something like that. That sounds nice. And whoop sounds, it up! Whoop it up! Nice. Well, you, you excuse me. You were going to say your other trip, and I, I wrongly said you were going to China, but yeah, we're going huh? to Hong Kong, which is different. Yes, that's not China. Don't ever, don't ever say that. Um, right, we're going to China, and then we're going to Thailand to to uh, see elephants. Oh, yeah, for my daughter's birthday. That's exciting. Eat that douchebag. I can't. <laughs> I didn't do shit. I, I I made a cake for my daughter's birthday. Uh, I'm sure it was a nice cake. It was good, but it wasn't elephants in Thailand. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, she hasn't met any of my wife's family, so it's going to be um, be nice for her to like do that. Do you speak Cantonese or anything like that? Um, I have like a like a two year old's uh, vocabulary. Like Annie can completely understand every. Like Michelle, my wife, only talks to her in Chinese. So, mm. um, so yeah. So like I I understand it, but like it's it's a tonal language. So like anything that you say that's slightly off mm-hmm. um, is just completely wrong and. So it's like a completely different word. So I'd love to hear you talk in Chinese. I feel like that would be funny. No, yeah, not. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can order like at restaurants and like say like it's go take a go to the bathroom or or let's go take a bath or whatever. But, well, and listen, you've earned the right to go to a real Chinese restaurant, speak bad Chinese. I mean, you married a you've dedicated your life to a Chinese woman. You have a child with her. Like, it's okay for you to speak bad Chinese. If I tried to do it, it would be stupid and weird. It would be like if I had a Cheech and Chong Halloween costume. I feel like you should learn Tagalog. For Eddie? You guys should just, that could be your thing. Yeah. Well, there's not a lot of podcasts, probably. You, can, you guys can be like the, the, you know, the kings of the Tagalog um, podcasting world. 
We need it right now because apparently American Philippine relations are a bit strained. Oh, it's not good. It's not great at all, for sure. I know we joke about it on the show, but yeah, it's it's kind of not great <laughs> with with yeah, all I that's mean, been happening. Basically, Donald Trump is the president, so over there, so yeah, with less charisma. Yeah. Hi, hi. My real treat is kind of a silly one, and I have an old Wii, a Nintendo Wii, at my house, like the first generation. You know, the one that's probably eight years old at this point. And they're incredibly hackable, and it's so easy to do. Just Google Wii hack or something like that. And you get a little SD memory card, and you can play essentially every Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Genesis game ever. And I've been having a lot of fun playing that with my kids. So anyone out there that has an old Wii sitting in an entertainment console that you may never even look at, or if you're at a yard sale and you see one going for 10 bucks. Snatch that thing up, spend an hour on a Saturday, hack it, get all these games on it, and it's fantastic. You'll have a fun time playing with it. So remember when you can uh, you could hook those up to Flash? Yeah. That was sweet. Yeah. R.I.P. Anyway. I know. No one good, knows good a Flash. Care. Yeah, it's over. But it's true. It's fun. Do it. It's worth it. I mean, to see my kids playing like Burger Time and Excite Bike and... Oh, two best games. You Very know, easy. And that, yeah. so, yeah, there's a Nintendo, and I'm talking hundreds of free games. They're just ROMs, you know, that you emulate on the Wii. And you just Google, you know, Excite Byte ROM, and there it is. And it's like a 10 kilobyte file. Like the entire game, you know, is 10, 50 kilobytes. Throw it on that SD card. And then there's Super Nintendo games like Secret of Mana, Zelda, all the Street Fighter games, all the Mario games. It's, it's great. So, anyone with a Wii. It's called like red snow or fucking yellow snow or something. It's very easy to do. You don't need to be a hacker to do this. Does uh does Nintendo care that all these games are just completely leaked as ROMs? Like you know you can like buy those controllers that have like all the games in them. I don't think I don't think they, they don't can give a shit, right? Well, this holiday season there's this like fifty dollar mini NES that's an actual product from Nintendo that you can hook up with an HDMI cable. Yeah. I think they may care a little more now that that's out. And now that they're like hemorrhaging money from Pokemon Go, just you know not being nearly as popular as it used it was uh, six months ago, man, that would have been some great stock to buy. I know you're like a big stock market guy. If you could have gotten in on that and then sold it before it started to go down again, yeah. But oh yeah, I knew that was gonna drop. Like a, all those apps, anything that goes up like that, I mean, draw something, words with friends, they're all yeah. Everyone talks about it for like a week and then see you later. All right. Well, look, we hack it, do it, and you're good to go. Okay? Okay. All Bye. right. There's my real treat. So there's that. All right. Let's end the show here, Michael. So what, you know, if, do you want to like, oh, you know what? Real quick. Dead Inside Show is coming back this weekend. I'm back on that with Dylan and Duff. Oh, uh, Nicole must be so happy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> She's thrilled that I'm doing another podcast again. And so am I. And so many great fans of Save for the Show came over from Dead Inside Show. So I, I am looking forward to getting back in there with Dylan, and we'll have a good time. So that's coming back. So look for that this weekend. And that's it. So at the end of every show, we look back, and Amanda Hug and Kiss makes us a little song of some history. This week's show is from episode 74. The title is Gross Show. And the song is Be a King by E-Double. And I didn't listen to this beforehand, so I'm not sure what it is, but hopefully it's funny. All right? All right. Great. Well, listen, thank you, Mike, for taking the time. Much appreciated. No problem, dude. And that's it. So otherwise, this has been episode 213 of Save for the Show with Dan and Mike. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Eddie's job is done. <laughs> Sorry, Eddie. Yeah, so it was Thanksgiving. It was. Did you have a good one? I did have a good one. Um, we spent some of it together. Right. And that was a good time. Um, and then I got to see most of my family, and that was a good time also. 
That's great. Yeah. It, what's crazy too is like like you were saying, your mom. You know, she's she thought the Squarespace thing was cool. Mm-hmm. She was also telling me how she loves the show and loves getting to know me through the show. Right. And that's that's awesome that she listens. But I know. You know, at the same time, when you meet people that like listen to the show and you didn't you didn't know or maybe you didn't sure. talk to them about it, it's kind of like I kind of got instantly embarrassed a little bit. Yeah. And I told her <laughs> that, but then you made a good point that I don't really take it to the lengths of embarrassment <laughs> that you do so what did i say i was like i'm carrying the embarrassing load <laughs> yes i have the embarrassing load sprayed all over my face and chest <laughs> i think i even said that in front of my mom if she laughed yeah well all right but you're you're embarrassed by association yes um but i mean i'll, I'll try to embarrass myself as well and, and get Good. on your level so anytime <laughs> well it's funny you said too because a, a buddy of mine who really likes the show he told me he wants to share the show on his Facebook and Twitter and stuff, mm-hmm. but he's embarrassed to because he doesn't want people to think he's he's gross, I guess. <laughs> Which I, I guess I just need to accept that this is a gross show. I don't think it's I don't think it's gross. I don't I think, think so either. I think it's normal conversations that dude ha- dudes it have. It is, you know. Because he also said, you know, thanks for, or maybe this is somebody else. Like, thanks for making me feel more normal. Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of guys who maybe they have these conversations, they have this internal monologue. Like, even if you talk to it about friends, it's like, here I am, just another guy with, you know, yeah. my brother-in-law in our house talking weird. Yeah. And people are like, man, I thought I was the only guy who had sex with the couch. <laughs> See, I feel like that's how I was before I was on the show. Because mm-hmm. I would listen, everyone that you talked to and the things that you talked about were things that I was interested in and people mm-hmm. that I, after listening to them talk to you, wanted to hang out with. Sure. So... Going going from that mindset to actually being on the show and, right. and sharing some of, of those thoughts is crazy, but it's I mean at the same time it's it's kind of liberating. Yeah, I guess. But uh, it feels good. It does. Yeah. It feels. Hey, we're providing a service, <laughs> letting the perverted men of America and the world realize hey, we're in this together. Yes. <laughs> Thoughts of those lost this week, all the tragedies say on repeat like we can't shake shit, I can't speak on it, fist to the sky but I can't beat on it, drinking my cup so I'm gonna sip on them, can't nukes, probably pissed, you can't stiff on them, all these levels of these relative problems and benevolent elegance for those who can solve them, I'm feeling pretty low like I'm stuck at the bottom but I know I'll rebound like the bulls would rhyme and I am just exactly what I will be, just a guy who can rhyme and chop ill beats, one day I'll recover from what ails me, till then I'm on that what the sales be? Mama told me one day I'ma grow up big and I'ma be a king. And my papa told me it's okay to sit with shit hurts. Don't forget your dreams because they'll get you through this. So call life, they call living, but I call it strange. And I bet I'll do it because I'm on my way and strong enough that I can shake it. They talk about death. We trying to live life while they signal says left, but they're really going right. But who cares? They got nothing to improve upon me while we pass them fast lane Rubicon. So let the shit storm rang and they try to dab us up, but we just leave them hanging. Yeah, so let them catch up with the language. They can talk shit, but you know that we can manage. Uh, they said they tired of the metaphors. They are only pissed that they never really ready for them. Uh, so go ahead and get ready for them. Pop another bottle, cause you're gonna need a steady arm. Uh, it's like we living in the Tron game. Lines are all blurred, cause we're sipping on the Bombay. Uh, John Stock versus LeBron James. No competition when you factor in the time change. Babe, who sucks? Fuck what the books say. I can strike them out with three pictures in an arm sling. Yeah, and we can do anything. Mama said it's true, and I put that on everything. My mama told me one day I'ma blow up big and I'ma be a king. And my papa told me it's okay to sit with shit hurts. Don't forget your dreams, cause they'll get you through this. So call life to call.